What's up, Michael Palata? Yes, sir. Ferris, how you doing, man? How you doing, Michael? After months and months of playing hard to get, <laughs> Michael has been lured to my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that, you, you, you serenade me with the weekend and on a Wednesday and I'm already hot and bothered. You give me magic water. It's over. I'm trying to let's like emanate that successful East African <laughs> vibration, vibratory uh, energy. <laughs> That's what I play. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> you were right outside my apartment. I didn't even realize you were, you were knocking the door. There, the, so I called zero three or, uh, the door to get in because no one's allowed to know your, <laughs> your apartment number. And there was just a guy waiting for who was down there oh oh was it was it michael might be my landlord uh he had a, a nationals hat on that's, that's michael is he older guy <laughs> yeah and he's like you're looking at ferris yeah here's someone's mail drop it off on their doorstep and then you can get upstairs <laughs> <laughs> did you actually drop i did you yeah. made a delivery <laughs> i don't even know if this guy was real he could have been an apparition <laughs> <laughs> he was just like a figment of your imagination <laughs> i'm just i have a task this was a quest to get up here this is yeah this is like the fantastical mike when he's 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 a cool landlord mm. you know I'll see him at the uh, at the meeting, the meeting of the Michaels. Oh, oh the Michael like like the fabric store. <laughs> that's that's where we meet. Everyone named Michael meets at a Michaels. Literally, and if you're named Joanne, you meet at the Joanne Fabrics, <laughs> the competing fabric store and, and hobby shop. <laughs> Fuck Joanne, sorry. I, oh damn, fighting words. <laughs> that would be the most but, uh, average average fight. <laughs> you're throwing beads at each other and like Joanne and Michaels a sitcom, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Joanne and Michael from like the '90s. It came on after like Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Everyone it's like, oh man, Joanne and Michael's on. You turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're watching, like, was it the Brady Bunch and then MASH would come on? What was that show that came on right before MASH? And then when MASH came on, you had to turn it off because it was just too boring. It's probably the Brady Bunch because I remember at least cable when I was a kid. 33 was Nickelodeon. And if I ever jumped up a channel, that was like TV land. And you just jump into like <laughs> farty old <laughs> 60s family shows. I love Lucy. <laughs> remember the one about the horse that could talk? <laughs> no, I would switch back to SpongeBob. <laughs> I need, I need my mind corrupted. <laughs> Dude, I wasn't allowed. We we didn't have cable growing up because my parents believed in education. Okay. You know, they were like, it's going to rot your brain. But then every once in a while, every summer, my parents would get us cable when we had nothing to do. And we just binge watch SpongeBob and like... You gotta get. You're like three years behind. Like you guys catch this episode? Yeah, no, like, I'm like, man, we that was the summer we didn't have it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we skipped that summer. Oh, yeah, but I have such a fond memory of SpongeBob because it was a treat. So mm -hmm. I know every episode I've seen, I could reference it. There you go. Yeah, but the, the luxury of having it like just out of reach makes it that much more memorable. You didn't appreciate it, Michael. <laughs> no, I did. You you drop a reference, <laughs> I'm ready to go. So who did you see yourself in in the show? Were you more of a Patrick, a SpongeBob, a uh, Mrs. Puff? <laughs> I was dummy thick as a kid, so <laughs> Mrs. Puff. What were you eating? <laughs> I was on that fast food diet for a while. You were on the, the Big Macs? Yeah. Double my, quarter pounders? Uh, no, I was a Nuggets guy. You were a Nuggies? Nuggets all the way through, and then I got to high school and realized, like, I should probably, this is probably killing me pretty slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's Nugget Michael. <laughs> you grew up in Jersey, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, Mikey Nugs, how are we doing? <laughs> Mikey Nugs. That's the impression of all my uncles. <laughs> they call it. What were you dipping your nugs in? What was the what was just, the, just, the lubricant? <laughs> I might have been lube. <laughs> was this clear? It was KY. They're like, this is ketchup now. <laughs> it's like Mikey. Where's my KY? <laughs> oh my god. 
just get ketchup and nugs. I'm an easy, easy satisfy. Okay, ketchup and all. You weren't like the uh, Szechuan sauce and like the the. Now they have a Korean one at McDonald's. Well, they brought that back after like Rick and Morty, right? Wasn't that? Is that it? Is there a Rick and Morty reference in there? I think so. So what happened with Rick and Morty in this in the McDonald's sauce? There was an episode where where Rick was just he creates this whole ruse, but like essentially it was get, to get back to his grandkids. But he the bigger plot hole or plot twist ends up being he just wants to get Szechuan sauce back at McDonald's. <laughs> Dan Harmon and, and uh, the other guy are great writers, but <laughs> like you just get so many people freaking out. Like Rick is such an intellectual. Like it's a cartoon. Just hold off. <laughs> let him let him have his Szechuan. And they're like, damn. So they brought it back because of that. I remember they would always bring back the McRib. It would always come back and forth. As, they couldn't make their mind about it. <laughs> you know, be a funny parallel. It's like every time Jay Z drops an album, the McRib comes back. They're like. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jigga, Jigga, drop something. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's get the McRib back. You know, I had, you know, so I'm Muslim, right? I didn't know the McRib was pork, so I ate it. But I was just like, the McRib is back. Did you know before you got it? Well, it's the McRib. I didn't wait, ask. Wait, wait, wait. It's the McRib. Yeah. I thought it was just like, a, I thought it was a beef rib. I don't know. <laughs> what Every animal has ribs, Michael. I, I feel like that was you justifying it like mid bite. You're like, it might be beef. I don't remember. Every animal, biology. Name an animal that doesn't have ribs. Even like a thorax, you know? <laughs> Insects Fuck. have thorax. I was about to say thorax and you got me. <laughs> thorax meat. But I know I just didn't ask questions because I didn't want to get disappointed. So mm-hmm. I put myself in a position where just like, whatever, just... Dude, was it good enough for you to be like, maybe I'm not a man of faith. I don't know. I, I think it took me on... That was a strange summer. A lot of SpongeBob. A lot of sinning. A lot of question, existential questions. You have a hot girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just eating McRibs and like, just like... Instead of having sex, you just watch Spongebob with them and you're like... Yeah, it's like, are we going to... I'm like, That's the most intimate thing you could do with them. My mouth is all like barbecue-y. Like, they don't even want (laughs) to... Why'd you bring me here, Ferris? Like, shut up. Mrs. Puff is having a driving instructor (laughs) lesson. Look at how thick she is. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just wait. She's going to blow up at the end of the episode. Spongebob is going to do something to annoy her and she's going to poof. So, Michael, you're a stand-up comedian. Mm. I saw your set at Wonderball. You killed it. July 9th. Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was July. You're, you're good at dates. I have no idea what I, date that was. I did it recently, and I was trying to remember the first time I did Wonderland. And just I feel like I developed a good memory because I used to be really socially anxious. So I would just remember what people said. <laughs> All the mean things they called you, you or you interpreted well, as mean. No, no, it turned into like the like you, you look like a huge creep when you remember too much. Like, I'd be talking to a girl, like, how was your job at the ice cream place, Mr. Dipper's, last summer on Long, Bo- Long Beach Boulevard Ave? Zip code 1135. <laughs> They're just like, this guy's going to murder me at yeah. some point. I'm like, I'm killing this conversation. I'm doing it. So that's how the memory You think up. you're impressing her with all these, all this. She's like, <laughs> she, don't remember all this. She's actually filling out a restraining order <laughs> in conversation. How's your boss, Marty? Is he still not letting you take <laughs> time like, off? Exactly. But yeah, yeah. That, uh, I like that. That spot is cool. And, and shout out to, to Yannick, who has been great on helping me get into the DC scene. And he's been killing every show I see him on. Yannick is, is is a comedic savior mm-hmm. and uh we love him he's been on the show too yeah so yeah you yannick hamza i've had uh idris we had a bunch yeah. oh latif uh ev yeah we had we had a bunch of comics latif oh, yeah yeah, so we, 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 we have a little lineup. Yeah, so you did the Wonderball, Wonderland. Is Wonderland Wonderland Ballroom? Yeah. I keep Wonderball. We, if you're cool, you say Wonderball. Is that, is that, is that the kids are that's saying? That's what we're saying now. Okay. <laughs> you like and kombucha, I are, like kombucha. <laughs> The kids are shorting these. You put words together, it works out. Wonderball, the Wonderball Ballroom in Columbia Heights. How did you decide you wanted to be in, in the comedic space? Uh, it was just looked so easy and everyone did so well in it. No, it was... <laughs> 
I uh, I don't. I, people had told me I was funny. I thought it was just weird, but you know, people would laugh. And as I got out of college, I, I'm an engineer by trade. Okay. And usually, like being like sort of abstractly creative doesn't really mix with engineering, which is usually like logically pretty linear. Linear, but I feel like I don't really excel at either. So they somehow there's a middle ground between the two. Hmm. So I can I like find ways to logically justify jokes in these weird spaces and uh once the pandemic hit i started in july of 2020 because in baltimore covid isn't the most lethal thing (laughs) (laughs) we've all seen the wire (laughs) exactly so i was like all right the moment i have a chance to try it i want to go up and try and Magoobie's uh, Joke House, which is one of the comedy clubs. There's a place there. called Magoobie's. Magoo- it's it's. You felt th- safe in a place called Magoobie's, Michael. <laughs> it was in Timonium, not Baltimore. Okay, where's I'm not familiar with Maryland it's uh, like geography. Twenty minutes north of Baltimore, okay. it's they shoot heroin instead of people. That's the way I see it. <laughs> it's a safe space, yeah. <laughs> relatively. And they had like an open mic night, and it turns out like it's like 15 comics go up. Uh, and it's a bringer, so it ends up being like 60 people in the crowd, and I just bombed for five minutes, and I was like, it, it, it felt almost like an athletic thing where I would, I was like, I, I've made people laugh before. I gotta try and work this a little bit, and it, that's almost like a drug. You get hooked on it, and you just want to keep reworking jokes and doing all this shit until you know you get a joke to work, and then you have one minute, then you have five minutes, then you have you keep building and building. So it, once I did that, I just loved the satisfaction of putting the jokes together, trying them out on stage, and just getting it to work i don't know it's like a puzzle like a mental puzzle like a koan i feel like every comic you'll talk to will come up with like a different analogy for you know it's like math because it's figuring out the equation it's a quadratic it's like, formula it, it's like sex because it never works and it's like <laughs> and you gotta have the weekend on <laughs> I, I only write jokes during the weekend and when i'm erect those are the two <laughs> prerequisites for jokes <laughs> That's a good. That's a good criteria to have. <laughs> Get the blood flowing. Yeah, that's all it is. It's all blood flow. <laughs> so you got into comedy and you bombed your first time, but you were encouraged, which is really interesting. That you weren't like, oh man. And you said you have social. You had social anxiety at one point. You you bombed, and it didn't. Did it trigger like anything where you're like, oh my god, they hate me. Uh, and you run uh, into the closet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess a little bit. I had some friends there during the set who I sort of... It's nice when you have friends there because afterwards you just do one of those like, that was rough. (laughs) And, you you know, every every comic will do that after a bad set. They'll walk off. They'll talk to another comic and be like, that was not. That crowd, though. (laughs) They'll be like, that crowd sucked. These corporate guys. I can't. I can't with the corporate people. Meanwhile, it's just a bar with one person. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, who are you trying to impress? Like it's the bar regular and you're like, this corporate guy won't laugh at anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it's the first 20 to 30 times you get up, it's a matter of just working the... Because I feel like nothing you really say is going to be that funny. Like, I think you'll get an off-the-cuff line, but the first thing you sort of, I think, write down, test out and try will probably take about like 20 mics to feel like it's a really solid joke. So if you can sort of muscle through the first 20, it's just getting comfortable on stage, being comfortable, talking out loud, figuring out your pacing, you know, how you're breathing, what is your body doing? Wow, you got to monitor your breathing? I never thought about that. I didn't think about it until I'm 
talking too fast through a joke and then my voice cracks and then what you gotta like i'm like did i just heckle myself like <laughs> this crowd already doesn't like me i wish i could like myself a little more like i just so- need, need a hug man it sounds like you need a hug yeah i'm good <laughs> for right now for right now but once i have a little kombucha get a little loose <laughs> a little cranberry bucha you'll be fine man we say Cran- i change my bucha depending on the season so we had mango for the summer and as soon as fall hit we mm. change it to cranberry and i think in spring we should do like maybe lavender you guys think that's okay lavender they they think it's okay i'll send a survey monkey and we'll figure that out okay yeah because we got about 200 300 people in here yeah and they they all have bucha demands they all want healthy gut health (laughs) that's what that was the survey we took what do you want your gut to be healthy 99 percent healthy (laughs) healthy or unhealthy (laughs) a very easy survey (laughs) so you you got into the comedy scene you're in baltimore Mm. and what brought you to baltimore from uh from Jersey. So was it work? W- for, yeah, it was work. But I went to college in Pennsylvania and then was in upstate New York for a year and a half. Where in upstate New York? A town called Corning. Corning. The town was definitely named first, but there's a big glass company up there called Corning Incorporated. So most smartphones have something on them called Gorilla Glass. It's like an enhanced strength glass. Oh, is that like not the, the protector? Like, no, no. Okay. So the actual case or the glass on the phone on okay. the surface is this product called Gorilla Glass. That's their big one that everyone knows, but they do vials and monitors and I I was a chemical engineer for them and and I so the (laughs) the town feels very 1984-ish because it's like (laughs) like stranger things or something it's like it's a small 10,000 person town in like upstate New York everyone works for the company so there's no escaping like the job and it's funny one thing I do really miss shout out to all the young people up in Corning because they're all they're all listening I don't know if you know (laughs) all of of Corning is now in Times in their their center square town square (laughs) this is being broadcast yeah Right into their office. Yo, Michael made it. (laughs) Made it to the apartment in DC. (laughs) Apartment 33. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I had to deliver mail to get here, but we made it. I find that so funny that my landlord made you deliver mail. If he told me his name was Mike, I would absolutely. <laughs> you are me. Me are you. I can't wait to see myself in you in 30 years from now. Owning a, owning an apartment <laughs> building, being a landlord. Uh, and it, like it's all the young people up there, they sort of band together initially because it's like a like a, a like a mid-career family town. Like you join that company, have your family there because it's beautiful for that. But when you're 23 and out of college and still a fucking idiot, you're like, I don't really want to be here yeah so i uh i was looking around and i sort of had a weird specialty with some research i did in college plus um what i sort of specialized in as a chemical engineer and found this company in baltimore that uh sort of fit both needs so i was definitely went down to baltimore for for work but I was doing anything to get out of upstate. Getting out of Corning. Yeah. Wow. You're like, I'm going to go to Baltimore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. You're like <laughs> city life. I can't wait to go to Baltimore this weekend. It's crazy. <laughs> so how far are you from the Canadian border? It's still like two and a half hours. This was like middle New York state. Wow. So you couldn't, you had no escape. You were like the trapped. closest city was like Rochester, which was two hours. That's still two hours. Yeah. <laughs> When I'm talking like bumblefuck nowhere, like yeah. really nowhere. So like, were you like actively dating and corning? No. Most of the women were more handsome than me, which, <laughs> which the, the, a weird attraction to jawlines now. I don't know, but. <laughs> Are you, apparently now what you can do to get your jawline chiseled mm-hmm. is you can gua sha. You know what gua is? <laughs> no, I thought you sneezed. What is that? 
Um, there's this thing in China where you use like a jade stone mm-hmm. and you can, you rub it on your face in the same pattern, like every day for like three months. And you basically chisel out your jaw with like a rock. That's like a massaging your face with a rock and you kind of just like, go like that and go like that. And it pushes, I think like the muscle, I don't know. It, it does what you want it to do. So all the working out I've done was for nothing. I could have just, you could have gua shot, man. <laughs> I should have been gua shotting a <laughs> little bit of booch. <laughs> booch and gua sha. Man, out here wasting your time at where do you go to the gym, Vita? Where do you go? No, you live in Baltimore. You probably go to Gold. No, you go no, to I go Planet. To, Planet. There, there's like a uh, just like a private owned, not even private owned, a, a gym like on the waterfront that these guys started. My company had like a discount there, and I'm like, I will take any discount. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take anything I can get. That's, yeah, exactly. That that's smart. You want, you know, gyms can get expensive, especially in DC. I'm I lived in North Carolina where like the gym was like ten dollars a month. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. Outside of like outside of like twenty two, outside of like college age. Yeah. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was a college deal. It was Planet Fitness. Oh okay. Yeah. 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 I don't know if they had a deal for college students, but like even then, like now I pay for like forty bucks for Washington yeah. Sports Club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot the name. Like I haven't been there in so long. <laughs> Washington. It's Sport- one of the sports club, whatever state <laughs> or district I'm in. They actually change it. Like they have Boston Sports Club. Like New, for, there's a New York sports club. That's, yeah, like that's crazy to keep track of all those websites. I'm thinking of like as a business owner, like you mm-hmm. need different websites for every single location. Oh, oh city. my god, who thought about this? <laughs> the board meeting was not. That was an effective strategy. Right, all all like I feel like product end stuff comes from like one too many like user end complaints. Right, where one person was like, they need their own website, and you're like, fucking okay, fine. <laughs> Wait, but I, I live in Boston. It's not Washington. <laughs> okay. How about just the sports club? Does that work? <laughs> but it's taken. That's taken by a company in China. Um, is it, it actually? Is probably. That the it always <laughs> is. It always is. Your URL is always taken. And you got to go buy it from somebody. But the jawline also, something you can do is they have this one thing. It's like a rubber ball. I think I saw that on like an Instagram ad. <laughs> why did you get, why was that targeted to you, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Got an oral fixation. Yeah. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> and apparently people break their teeth on it. Oh my God. And then they're like, the reviews, it was like, it was all great for a week until my molars came out. And they had like a picture of like their gap in their teeth. Like... <laughs> I don't know. People who invent ball gags and dentists have band together for this. <laughs> I think it's the same community. Dentists are pretty freaky. <laughs> All they want to do is look in your mouth, Michael. Think That's about true. that. They went to school for eight years to do that. I have a friend who's in dental school, and I always I always knew it. <laughs> he would always look at my teeth and be like, I can do better. <laughs> He's like, what's that little thing, that little um, punching bag at the back of your, <laughs> the uvula? It's not, the punching bag. Yeah, the punching bag. I thought it was. That's what all it is. It's a punching. The uvula. Uvula, yeah. It's like you got a nice long uvula down there. (laughs) Any way to kill the mood faster. You could have the weekend on when I come in here. You start talking about my uvula, I am out. UV. Have you are you taking care? Are you guashing your uvula? (laughs) You know, all the celebs are doing it. It sounds like what a gynecologist would say. Literally. (laughs) Do you trust male gynecologists? Uh Yes, because you know I, they choose their specialties. I feel I feel like I was listening to to something where someone was like, most of the time you think you wouldn't trust a male gynecologist, but they end up being the best. And I can't someone remember. said that a female friend of mine said that. <clears throat> I can't remember the like the justification for it. <sighs> Maybe women are more judgmental. Maybe oh, true. They're like this coochie all messed up. <laughs> But then guys have no reference point, right? Martin Lawrence's big mama is a gynecologist. <laughs> Medea goes to gynecologist school. 
Idea goes to what, what's a what's a guy famous gynecologist institute? It's not even a thing. I was like, I don't. Th- there, there's one. I don't know what the best gynecology program in the U.S. is. To look that up, what is it? The guy, top guy in a school. It's probably like a Mayo Clinic or something. Okay. Mayo Clinic resident residency. <laughs> what do they got? The it also has to be a place where they have like unusual cooch disorders. Uh, whatever uh, U- so, UCDs that's what they've been calling them UCDs unusual, unusual cooch disorders yeah. oh. man I was with this girl she has a UCD <laughs> like a textbook case she got if, blue waffles if you open your textbook and see UCD please just throw that out <laughs> you're at a medical school in the Cayman Islands <laughs> you go to school at like Sandals Resort and like <laughs> It's like, how is this legit? <laughs> it's only two years, bro. I, I did my residency at a day's in and we're good. <laughs> we had continental breakfast every day. We were complaining about. That, I think that's what gave someone UCD. I'm Literally, not... <laughs> it was the waffle. The waffle bar gave him blue waffles. <laughs> oh, my God. The make your own waffle stand. I'm waiting for you to jump in like, we're also sponsored by IHOP, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> we're sponsored by, sponsored by Ego and Toaster Strudel. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Pillsbury-friendly podcast. So you you were making glass at this factory in Corning, New York, of all places. So the company was making making glass. My my job at the company, the title is chemical process engineer. It just means if they have any problem anywhere in the company, they would send someone with my role to just try and fix it. Like okay. my first first job was like doing a pollution abatement because when you make glass, it makes a lot of shitty chemicals coming out of it. And they had this plant that wasn't doing a good job at abating pollution. They were just dumping it in the Corning Reservoir. I probably I, I, there's probably some NDA somewhere where I can't talk about it. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Hypothetically, but. allegedly, allegedly, hypothetically, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> but so they bring like they bring in teams of engineers like myself to do that, and I was just like, I don't know. It was like I could. It was like textbook problems back in college, and I was like, this isn't what I thought engineering stuff was going to be. I thought I was going to be hands on and fucking failing and trying and failing and trying, which it was, but like a little much, a little too much like bureaucracy around it, like. Yeah. Big companies all have that. So now I'm at a smaller one. And it's a lot, definitely very loose. Like on the outside, it looks together, but you get into the nitty gritty of it. And it's like, I'm doing all this stuff by hand and I'm making decisions about it. So it's a lot of responsibility that I get to back up to. That's I got, good. I got, it was a weird transition from <laughs> UCDs to here's my career <laughs> path. I don't know. Blue waffles to <laughs> a stable job with health benefits. Exactly. So when you were at um, this glass company where you, you weren't like making, because when you said glass company, I imagine you like around a cauldron of like glass and like you're like, mix it. Or no, something. no, but that is that they, they melt all of these chemicals down and then have special ways of cooling it and solidifying it. And it changes the properties of the glass, right? So, so they can make it extra strong by doing like an alteration with the process. Yeah, exactly. By doing all this crazy melting and, and special, t- it, it comes down to a lot of like, time dependent variables so how long you keep it in there and how fast you cool it like the actual science behind it is cool but working at a company that was that big was just too much but glass is like an insane material to work with we could do a whole if you want to do a podcast on glass a whole glass (laughs) dude i'm down for the glass glass episode it's the glass ceiling (laughs) it's bulletproof in baltimore that's (laughs) is that why they had baltimore clients like you're going because they were selling the bulletproof glass (laughs) we have a a big demand in baltimore for bulletproof (laughs) extra gorilla glass (laughs) i think it's like 
but it's funny because I say like, oh, Gorilla Glass is on everyone's smartphone, and people are like it fucking sucks, and they show me their broken phone. That is not a gorilla. Like, a gorilla could not even <laughs> a gorilla could destroy that. That's like a bonobo, like not even <laughs> bonobo. That's another monkey. You know, bonobos <laughs> are actually lesbians. <clears throat> I I did not. Fun fact: so I took an anthropology class in college, <laughs> so I know everything about it. <laughs> I was gonna be like, was this day one stuff? This is day one. <laughs> Ferris, I need you to know this about bonobos. It was after the UCB, the UCB <laughs> chapter. It was like, fun facts about bonobos. So what they do is they mate with men just for the reproduction. Mm-hmm. But then for for um, like pleasure, they pair up with women. Mm-hmm. So they'll have like a girlfriend and then they'll have like their, their you know, their baby daddy, regrettably. It's so know. much more progressive in the bonobo community. I'm saying bonobos are light years ahead of us. Mm-hmm. I'm, I want to be a bonobo. That was like, I was reading a book and it started talking about hyenas are one of the only like matriarchal societies so it's like the the female hyena is the top and if she wants to scare like when she goes and like intimidates the males they all get hard (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh no a strong woman i'm just i'm just a guy don't worry i got a hug like don't worry about it they're they're not even intimidated by her power her resume her accolades no no no, the the getting getting hard was their way of being like i'm just a man like i don't oh they're trying to show their gender yeah yeah yeah. oh they're trying to like oh, wow so like they only the women only fight women I guess. yeah for, for for dominance, dominance. there yeah, wow. yeah and i guess the woman will have like a harem of hyenas yeah you could also tell because <laughs> hyenas just cackle and you're like <laughs> i'm like that sounds like a lady i'm honestly <laughs> just thinking about the hyenas from lion King. <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> one female hyena they were all i think they, they were all dudes yeah. that's why they were just getting bossed around by scar yeah scar was a guy too that was Toxic masculinity, <laughs> all over that, all over that movie. Yeah, the hyenas. I don't have Delta, by the way. I just st- <laughs> I stopped taking my uh, my allergy medicine, mm. my uh, my nasal thing. It's prescription, and my doctor was like, when you stop taking it, there's gonna be a they call it like a a, a reflux of like it's like a, it bounces back a little bit for mm. a day. So that's why I don't have Delta. I'm healthy. Don't stigmatize me. I sort of wish you did. I need like two weeks off. You, need, you, <laughs> you want to be remote? I've been, when the company I work for now during the pandemic, we were able to make the filters that actually go into like N95 and wow. some percentage masks. So I was going in from March to June when everyone was out. So I want my remote time at some point. Yeah. <laughs> is what I'm asking. You weren't working. Everyone was in Cancun for like three months, man. Where were you? <laughs> I, was, I was in Baltimore. <laughs> That's the Cancun of the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what magazine you read that. Maybe a highlights. <laughs> that was like an airline. It was a JetBlue, JetBlue magazine. The Delta. There it is. It, it was the Delta. The Delta variant. Hey, we got jokes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I guess your job can never. You can't make glass at home, especially not Gorilla Glass or whatever. Well, or whatever. Engineering in, gen, in general. Yeah, it, it's. But I like. I like going in because I'm actually like a lot of people go in and be like, I have nothing to do each day. My title is like the head of manufacturing, but it's a startup, so I'm the lead technician. So okay. there's the way I describe it is there's like this vine or a video, and it's a woman at, who's working at a Dairy Queen. She's the cashier, and someone asks for an M&M Blizzard, and she screams M&M Blizzard, and then just turns around and starts making it. <laughs> <laughs> like that's my job. You scream M&M Blizzard. Or... I <laughs> I usually scream like glass. I scream, I scream polymers, and then I turn around and start <laughs> doing it myself. Damn, that's hands on. You're really out here in that shop. Polymers. <laughs> Science grind. You're an essential worker, man. I just realized that. I don't like to tell, you know, I'm not. I'm Yo, just... Everyone clap. It's six o'clock. Everyone clap for real like... essential worker hours. <laughs> we, we, we appreciate you making masks and keeping our mouths safe. So that was fun to, to get to like just learn about like here's how you're actually supposed to stop covid with a mask and it's like it's important for the mask to be rated well where it's like a lot of people are just wearing cloth masks I, that's what like, i do mm. but look at the design on this bad thing, michael <laughs> 
My friend Buthena in LA makes these. Come oh, on. God. It's not going to protect me, but it's going to protect me from social isolation. Not, COVID stigma. will come up to you and they're like, I don't want to fuck with this. This is dope. <laughs> look at these designs. Starts doing like a little African dance because African, <laughs> look at that little pattern. It's African style, bruh. So, you know, Delta. Delta Delta's not going to step to you. I got it. Yeah, Delta's not going to come in my, in my space. <laughs> but, you know, if you have that plain blue one, like Delta's like, okay, you didn't even try today. <laughs> Delta's like, you're hack. I've seen it before. <laughs> Blue, zero out of ten. <laughs> all, all the COVID variants are like scouting. Like we've gotten around the blue mask. Here's the playbook. <laughs> we don't know how to get a, get, get around Ferris's mask. That's the colors is distract us. Honestly, it's like an optical illusion for the, the virus. They don't know. They don't know how to penetrate. So I have no depth perception. <laughs> they don't. They don't at all. So you grew up in Jersey. Mm-hmm. You you're um were you always like the funny guy in the family? I feel like I can get that vibe from you. Were like, hey, Michael. No, my my <clears throat> dad and my brother. The the way I I, I see it is like. My dad and my brother are bat really high percentages when they talk is generally pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just, I just keep swinging. And and my mom definitely taught me how to bomb jokes well. Like, we used to have a very like, if you make a joke at the dinner table, it's not funny. Someone would let you know it wasn't funny. <laughs> so maybe that's why I got over bombing quickly because I bombed enough jokes at family events and lost enough middle school soccer games that I was just like completely numb to things not going like well. Thick skin. Yeah, so, but my my brother and my dad definitely like, off the cuff and in situations could just come up with a good line. So I learned it from them, but I, I, I the only difference is I, I go on stage and definitely try it a lot more. Do they see you? Have they seen you perform in Baltimore? Or like, yeah, yeah, I, uh, they've come down to see me. My brother lives in Arlington. So oh, okay. when, when I'm in the area, across the bridge. Yeah. I didn't realize how big Arlington, like I would be like, Oh, my brother lives in Arlington. They're like, you know, that is 10 million square miles. <laughs> is it actually? No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking like, how big is America? <laughs> Dude, We're doing the ma- well, you're an engineer, Michael. So when you say things, I, ta- I, I believe it. When you say <laughs> things with math and like numbers, the, the biggest misconception about it, people forget that you can cheat in college too. Like <laughs> that is true. I think math is like way easier to cheat in. Like my friends who are, who are like political science people, I feel like they have well formed opinions on things maybe they don't but they at least come off like that like two plus two is still four like there's no right answer about what to do in afghanistan that but. is true. <laughs> you don't have to write essays, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you, it's very easy to plagiarize in math because it's the it's a number. Well, show your work. Show your work. Uh, I hate that. Yeah, look at his. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do the same thing, but <laughs> I did it in my head. I, I didn't want you to have to read it again. You know? <laughs> I'm making your job easier. I I've learned in college that you can finagle any grade. Like you can, if you go to a professor mm-hmm. and you just like work your magic, sit in the chair, ask him about his day, how's your divorce going, <laughs> they'll boost you up you know <laughs> show that you care i was like wait i want to meet your teachers <laughs> <laughs> well your teacher's not nice where did you go to school you, you... i went to uh bucknell university which bucknell. is Lewis, sounds... lewisburg pennsylvania another another corning <laughs> except there were way more young cool people there okay corning you got a lot of families up there but Families are cool too. That's the backbone of America. <laughs> Families are the backbone. So this is sponsored by uh, Auto Parts. <laughs> O'Reilly, <Amazon>. O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> Whatever the most like like and blue Denny's. collar job yeah. <laughs> things you can think of. Family values. But, uh, but uh, growing up in Jersey and, and family stuff, that's I think where we were. But yeah, my yeah. brother, and my dad were were crazy funny, and um, I went to an all boys school, and that they just you just get ripped on. That's like it's like it's like dogs, like dogs sort of like 
jump and fight each other to play. Yeah. You're just supposed to rip each other and like you develop that tough skin and when you start getting back at people, you just develop this like quick wittedness and that translates well to comedy. Damn, an all boys school. How did you go your whole like adolescence? No, no. Uh, I was co-ed until high school. Okay, co-ed until and then high school. So what was the motivation to put you in? Was it a Catholic school? Yeah, yes. Catholic school. So your parents wanted you to get in touch with God and like Exactly. Okay. <laughs> like you're on the, you're Mikey, we don't like all this SpongeBob you're watching. <laughs> you're becoming a heathen. <laughs> Well, it, it, it's funny because I think they just like like the school's programs there, but it, like neither of my parents are like crazy super religious, but they grew up Catholic too, so they were just like just stay with the trend. Yeah, and and, and it's not like I'm completely. I think a lot of people bash any type of Christianity, and it's like I don't bash. Religion. I'm all about it. Yeah, listen, I'm a theist. Mm-hmm. I'm out here. I'm out here theisting. <laughs> I'm all about. I've studied all the religion. Not all of them. There's probably mm-hmm. religion I haven't studied, but I'm in, I'm into like spirituality and like I definitely believe there's things we can't see. Mm. that exists and like you know and like it's fun to believe i mean like you want to believe in like horoscopes you can't see that yeah exactly. you want to believe in like harry potter we definitely <laughs> we could you know gryffindor i can't even read so that's <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get hooked on phonics at the catholic school <laughs> i i like i only got hooked on to reading like a year ago trying to read a year ago i was never a big reader okay you were never like the when the book the scholastic book fair came in town i would go and just buy the guinness book of world <laughs> records book every look single. at all these pictures bro <laughs> be like man with the stretchiest skin i was like i didn't <laughs> that, that from ages 8 to 15 i was trying to be the man <laughs> with the most elastic skin <laughs> <laughs> every day and my parents like you should try and get a real job that would be <laughs> I want to be on Ripley's, mom. <laughs> That's why I moved to Baltimore. They got the Ripley's, believe <laughs> it or not. Is that the main museum? There, there's, I don't know if it's the main one, but there's one right on the harbor. Like, I remember when my I was going to visit when I was going to move there. That was the first thing I saw. And I'm like, I got finally rekindle my love for... <laughs> for the, the Ripley, believe... Remember how... That was like before the internet era, though. Like, where internet was huge. Mm. And now, I don't think today anybody would buy the Guinness Book. You could just go online and Google it. Google yeah. is the Guinness Book. Yeah. But but it was the like the obscurities of them. Like you're not gonna think like what is the world record for most tongue piercings in a small town like Corning? And you're like, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> I like know that guy. More, you're like that's way more than I thought it was. You probably know him. He's in charge of the Gorilla Glass. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually the CEO. He's that's the C- <laughs> <laughs> he licks every piece of Gorilla Glass with his tongue. So is that why it keeps breaking? Yeah. <laughs> Scratch proof. I don't know if I want to hear myself drink. No, gulp, gulp. You, you'll hear it. It's going to go all the way down your intestines. <sighs> That's a good. That's DC. alkaline water. That's a good DC water. <laughs> Not even DC. Oh. Alkaline. I get it imported. <laughs> Not even actually, kid. It's actually alkaline water. Oh, my God. We're on a health kick, you know? <laughs> And what I do is, if I'm having alkaline water, I give my guests alkaline water because I only want the best for my guests. Here at Studio 33, we give our guests the best water. You had your doorman let me in. He gave me a package on the way in for me. The package is for you. You were supposed to keep it. Why'd you deliver it? It was a bar of Dove soap. <laughs> He's like, use it when you get up there. You stink. <laughs> where, are you, where are you? You smell like Baltimore. Michael. <laughs> Just old bay. It's nothing. <laughs> it's old bay. <laughs> are you a crab? Are you a crab eater? Are you uh, a crab eater? Only recently since coming down here as well. Yeah, it's definitely an event. You go like with like a, like a, fr- a group of friends and like yeah, yeah. and you just like 
It's like going out to drink. Like, you the same effect. You don't remember what happened. You're, you still stumble home. <laughs> you can't move for a week. You're, you're full, but, like, you have, I had, like, three crab legs. How am I so full? You know? Also, you have to have a tool to open it so it's irritating. Because, like, the crab legs in front of you, and you can't get into it. A- a- any, any food where you need, like, very heavy machinery to operate it, you know you're going to be in. You're going to be in the thick of and it. And that's from an engineer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like I had trouble with the mechanics of it. <laughs> I need like a full like standard operating procedure to break open a crab. Polymer. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a, there might be plastics in those crabs. I don't know. The shells definitely have a plastic like <laughs> consistency. Oh, I shouldn't have been eating those. God. No, no, those are the, the fake crabs. Those are the plastic. So yeah. it was like they'll make your bones strong. I was like, <laughs> I thought that was milk. <laughs> Wait, someone told you to eat the the bones. I think the... it was your landlord. <laughs> He was like, are you eating your crab shells? <laughs> then he disappeared into the wall. I was like, oh my God. He's been helping me track this I map. I shouldn't have had so much meth before this podcast. He's like, all right now. Did you deliver the package? He's going to come in a dream tonight. So when you dream, you're going to get visited by Michael. And you going to be like, oh my God, another wet one. I can't keep it with this guy. <laughs> I can't. I don't have the boxers for this. <laughs> my my laundry bill is out of control. <laughs> the quarters. I, I can't say. <laughs> the quarters. I gotta hold. I've liquidated all my tens into <laughs> forty quarters. Every every day, it's like your neighbors are like again, Michael. The laundry. <laughs> like I keep having these dreams of <laughs> apparitions and landlords. Maybe it's the retrograde, Michael. <laughs> Yeah, it's the it's the mental collapse. I think it's the mental crumbling, like a scone. It's crazy, man. <laughs> like a scone. That was poetic. Oh my god. Snap, snap. <laughs> this is poetry slam. Hello, cool cats. Is anyone? Do I get to ask you any questions at any point? You can. You can shoot me. How, how long have you been doing podcasts? And about two and a half years maybe three years two and a half and is this the only one you focus on or have you produced with other people oh no no this is the this is my baby this is the 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 production everything from audio to audience (laughs) we're in charge so yes this this is there are cue cards for everyone listening he just read that (laughs) wrong card diane you're fired (laughs) i i don't i don't have a payroll i don't hire anybody Mm -hmm. i don't even pay myself it just comes from the freedom of, uh, of 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 love for just you know art. You know, like you don't you get paid for comedy? Are you? Oh, this is all in air quotes. I think you open this and you're like, uh, I've been paid a couple times. <laughs> oh, you get paid? Okay. My my first year, I got to to host at um, the club in in Baltimore, Magoobies, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but I got to host a week on there for uh, Godfrey. Who shout out to Magoobies? Okay. Um, and that was an insane show, and I. I had to do 10 minutes up front and I totally didn't have it yet because I was like seven minutes in, but yeah. very thankful for the experience. And that was my first like big paycheck I was able to get, big being just a hundred plus dollars, which was crazy. And then um, a couple times in some places in Columbia, Maryland and a couple spots in DC. This year it's been not as big, but I'll get like $20 every couple of weeks, which is cool, right? You, you yeah. get some groceries or something. Literally, you can get, you can go to get two Chipotle, mm-hmm. actually maybe just one with inflation. Yeah, I'm trying, like to, trying to bulk up. It's like half. <laughs> you get guac yeah of course you do with that jawline michael you get extra guac i'm trying to get rid of it everyone's trying to get there as i'm trying to bulk you're trying to like it like yeah. a, like a stump neck or like <laughs> trying to be just trapped in head <laughs> oh you have like the i call them gills where it's like whatever that thing is like you have the muscle that goes from like here i'm to trying here. to look like uh the thumb people from spy kids <laughs> from the island yeah they're all uh, <laughs> 
oh my god that's spy kids I, I remember like seeing their gadgets and i was like this is so cool like, look they're facetiming i can't wait for the future yeah. <laughs> turns out the planet's gone literally <laughs> but at least we can like have apple watches and facetime true and whatever else they were doing but yeah but going back to my landlord i want to tell you another thing i feel like he might be a figment of my imagination because <laughs> he's been helping me there's a mouse in this house right mm. in the kitchen somewhere under in, in yours or in this apartment okay under the fridge i saw a mouse but it's it's not like a an enthusiastic mouse it's a very slow mouse it looks like it's like on its last like because you know i don't really cook so it has nothing to eat on the floor it's got nothing to touch side note when is the last time anyone's heard of Stuart little because i think <laughs> just a very low-key mouse hanging out literally he's my brother <laughs> i introduce him as such i mean mice are very different than rats like i have a lot of respect for mice i don't know if rats have earned that yet uh yeah, no i feel like you only hear horror stories about rats rats, rats are evil man I mean, I don't know if it's speciesist to say this. I, am I going to get canceled? <laughs> Thank you for prefacing it. With <laughs> what, are, what? My best friend's a rat, okay? My husband's a rat. My kids are half rat. My brother's Stuart Little. He fucking... <laughs> <laughs> that was such a weird movie. So they adopted him or was he actually like... Did he come out of Stuart? Did, did he come of the, out of a human? Um, uh, I think like... Uh, did a gynecologist deliver him? <laughs> I, I think the, the like the big meme around it was like imagine being at an orphanage your whole childhood just to lose to some fucking mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I think he just was some family was like yeah mouse with glasses. Yeah. Oh, we like this. <laughs> oh, look at that. He wore, he wore khakis too. He had the corniest style. Was the corniest mouse I could have found. Cheesy. <laughs> yeah. I, how did they, the fact that he got prescription for glasses to me is crazy. Taking your mouse to the optometrist <laughs> yeah. or whatever like. Not only did he have bad, bad eyesight, but he got it fixed. <laughs> but think about it. They didn't get him contacts, cheapo parents. <laughs> Where was his braces? And then didn't his like his human brother get jealous of him in the movie? Like he was like, because he was getting more attention than him or something? Or maybe it was vice versa. No, that sounds right. He's like, fuck you. This mouse is ruining my life. <laughs> but like, yeah, let's get rid Like, how hard was it to get rid of a mouse? Literally, just put out a trap, man. <laughs> Every time they have wine and cheese, he just, like, goes crazy. <laughs> it's like bringing drugs into the house. <laughs> Stuart, Stuart, calm down. We talked just like we talked about in the classes. Calm down. Breathe. Classes. Cheese Anonymous. Cheese Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the class? Remember what they taught you? It's just him and eight French guys. And they're like, I cannot <laughs> deal with this rat. Why are you here? It's, like, all brie and, like, <laughs> I don't know any other ch French cheese. Except Brie. Brie's actually pretty good back when I ate dairy. Oh, no dairy? Now I'm no dairy, but like those were, it was worth it at the end. You know when you eat dairy and it's like, it wasn't worth it, but then sometimes it is? I, every time I've had dairy, I think. <laughs> You've never had dairy where it was like, yeah, I'm on the toilet, but it's worth it. <laughs> Most bowel movements are worth it for me. <laughs> Definitely. That's good. You're a healthy individual, Michael. <laughs> no, it's usually time away from people. <laughs> you don't bring your phone in? Uh, I do. I, I do yeah. yeah, you know you do. <laughs> What do you look at? Which is the, the, the beginning of the end of civilization. We're going to get an EMP going off and what's going to stop everyone is like, I can't look at Facebook when I shit. That's that's my boundary with, <laughs> with social media. I remember back when they, like you told somebody you took your phone in the bathroom, like they looked at you in disgust. Like, ew, I'm not touching that. But people used to take newspapers in the bathroom, right? That's Wasn't that like... They, they, would, they would leave them in there too. They would accumulate the particulates. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, if you ever ran out of toilet paper... You had an immediate substitute. Exactly. Or I have a bidet. You have a bidet? I have a bidet. Oh, my God. So We're just ripping on French people. I yeah. feel bad now. <laughs> well, I learned it in my Cheese Anonymous class. My, <laughs> my sponsor. 
Well, the, the, the only way I can have cheese is if I <laughs> <laughs> fire water into my colon. That's the only. That's my compromise with dairy. I had to go out and install it. It's insane. That's legit, though. Isn't it crazy that everybody's having these dairy experiences and no one's doing anything about it? We're just accepting it. Buying duvet, duvet, du- um, days. Well, I was gonna say duvets. What's it? Oh, duvets, duvets is the, the thing you like sleep on. It's also a French thing. No, no, it's like the thing where you the blanket bag. So you'll have a cover for your blanket so that you don't have to keep washing your blanket. You can wash the cover. And it's oh easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great for you know the weddies. <laughs> for me, you can tell ones. me it was me. Yeah, yeah, it was you. You, you're the reason they invented it. Like. Just bowel movements and, and bladder movements have not been good for the past 26 years. Literally. <laughs> I used to wet the bed a lot as a kid. Was it one of those? I feel like any, when I say recent wet the bed, my most, most recent was probably 18 years ago. But like, it's always, Wait, it's always a, 18. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, 25. You're 25. Okay, 25 minus 18. You're the engineer. Okay. <laughs> nah, whatever it is, seven. Seven years. Okay. Seven, so when you were seven. But right, you like you have a dream and you're peeing in the dream and then you wake up, you're like, fuck. Yeah. Or or it's not even that. It could just be like an exciting dream. Like right. you're just like doing like fun things or like you're on an adventure and all of a sudden you wake up. And you're like, ah, shit. Yeah. Or, you're, or it's wet in the dream, like rain. Okay. Wet in the dream. You're swimming right? in the dream. <laughs> but the- I hear, I hear wet blank dream and i just cut out the middle word <laughs> i mean nothing honestly wet dreams should refer to peeing in your in your and it should refer to being in the bed yeah, they never like, just call it a cum dream right yeah That's, i mean how wet is is you know semen's not that wet it's the media has been lying to us <laughs> it's cons- i'm not a conspiracy theorist but there's something happening here we can't nobody can eat dairy think about it no, <laughs> i have been this whole time i can't put it together the the the, the clues are are undeniable undeniable steve came back to warn us he was like <laughs> Oh, Steve from Blue's Clues? He was. Everyone thought he was giving us like, like, good job, guys. He was blinking in Morse code. He was doing a John McCain. <laughs> it was like the aliens are coming. <laughs> He's like, be careful, don't eat dairy. It's in the milk. It's in the milk. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Alex Jones was talking to him telepathically. Not Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Am I not? I shouldn't say his name on this. Listen to some of his stuff because it's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an entertaining person. You get so many lines. Out. Well, I remember like years ago, the first line I think everyone heard was about the frogs. Oh, the gay again. frogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Which is just like, <laughs> I don't know what what validity or how we found it, but it's just a funny line. It's it didn't even I don't even think it's true, but like, <laughs> what's uh, what's the, the research behind that, Alec? The gay frog lab. You're like I was watching two frogs you fuck, think- and I'm like two of them. They might be guys. <laughs> How would you know? You think Kermit the Frog was gay? I love the Muppets. He had a hand in his ass for his whole life, so maybe. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> he was a puppet. Yeah. I think he definitely was. Yeah. But he was also married. I guess Miss Piggy was his uh, his beard. Is that what they call it? A oh, it's like a, co- a cover? Yeah. Like you get a beard. It's a term in the LGBTQ community. Like you say, oh, I got a beard, which is like, because back in the day you couldn't come out. So you'd have to like have a little, whoa, why aren't you married at 58? <laughs> I feel like that'd be tough. Like that'd be the worst way to come out is your beard just goes stop calling me a beard all right <laughs> it's not, i don't have a beard that's not me it's at thanksgiving you're like god damn it <laughs> but i love the muppets man <clears throat> i'm a big muppet guy i feel like i haven't seen any any muppet propaganda recently not propaganda just media. don't call it that michael i said i'm a muppets fan okay. <laughs> so i'm really offended i'm not i'm not a puppet i didn't mean to <laughs> i think all puppets are equal <laughs> they're all the same did you know the sesame street were also kind of muppets but they're, i don't know where we draw the line between the sesame street puppets and the muppet well i thought i thought on occasions like kermit the frog would show up on like sesame street in the older episodes. episodes i mean i don't know what season you're on for sesame street <laughs> i don't want to 
spoil it, but he does stop making appearances later on. <laughs> he goes, once he started getting the hand in the ass yeah. instead of the sticks, they're like... The contract changed. Permit, you have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> this is not child-friendly. <laughs> um, but the guy who, who used to do Elmo's, um, you hear about, hear about that? The guy who was the puppet master, the puppeteer, I guess? The ventriloquist. Marionette. Well, I don't know if it's technically the... ventriloquist, because I feel like that's that's like... They do the voice, though. No, no, they do the voice. But yeah, I guess, but is puppet different to your... Uh, different than ventriloquist i think a ventriloquist is like you know it's like he's on stage it's not underneath oh, like a okay. thing but i think you just call it a puppeteer okay yeah, yeah. weird yeah. aside but continue what was yeah, the terminology differs <laughs> there's different schools of thought <laughs> between that community between the something. community the puppet community is very contested over it but uh, the guy who played elmo was this black guy mm. i didn't know that until I, I found this out but he apparently he was like a huge creep like he was like doing math with like kids and like oh i thought you said uh, he was a creep that's yeah not, yeah he was yeah no that's all normal <laughs> i didn't get to the word he was like <laughs> abusing these kids too um he's like yeah okay yeah I'm, i live in baltimore that's just <laughs> <laughs> like uh-huh Continue. My, <laughs> my threshold is different for creep <laughs> um and on top of that he was using elmo to lure them in the that's worst part he said yeah. Elmo's world was how he got him in. He confessed that? That's what I imagined. Okay. <laughs> how else would you... I mean, if I were a kid and someone presented Elmo's world with me and I might be susceptible to doing things that I wouldn't normally do in my comfort zone. I, I feel you're like you get nervous when you're like, I'm really qualified for this job. I imagine him being like, please let me get this. <laughs> I really want this job. La 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 la. <laughs> let, let me hear your best Elmo's world theme song. <laughs> La, 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 almost say, wow. I don't want the job. For everyone listening, <laughs> after this declaration of a felon, who's, I don't. <laughs> who's the new Elmo? I didn't even keep track with who, who the Elmo is. <laughs> so, it's like Morgan Freeman, actually. <laughs> what? Elmo, did you go through puberty? <laughs> I can't do Morgan Freeman. Morgan, have you ever thought? <laughs> That's a... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of creep creep things going on, but um, Elmo was really running that show, man. Yeah, he had a whole segment to himself, Elmo's fucking world. <laughs> you told me telling you Elmo's not a narcissist, like he has Elmo's world. There's no Big Bird world. Sure, no Big Bird had the roughest life. Big Bird and Stuart Little, very tough <laughs> and similar come ups. <laughs> Big Bird was the only of his species in yeah. the city. Um, his best friend was like a mammoth. A snuffleupagus. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I feel like this point's already been talked about, but it was like Sesame Street introduced a homeless character, and everyone's like, do you remember Oscar? Oscar was homeless. (laughs) Everyone's like, he had a trash can. It's like, that's not the point. I think in New York, a trash can is considered like real estate. (laughs) Like, it's a studio, right? Larry David had this great joke where he's like, when I was uh, coming up in New York, I used to scout spots where I was going to be homeless. I'm like, can I put a deposit down here? Like, on this sidewalk (laughs) corner? Which is, oh, it's so genius. That's such a good line. Larry David. Seinfeld's coming back to Netflix. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for that. I love Seinfeld. Um, I know there was controversy around Kramer, but... (laughs) You know, <laughs> but Kramer is still the best character in that show, in my opinion. As a character, not Kramer as a person. Yeah, no, Michael Richards. Is that his name? I don't yeah, even know Michael, his name. Look at that. I just look up to him, so I have to. No, no, no. no. <laughs> He's like, who was who your comedic inspiration? <laughs> like, after out? watching Michael Richards' set at the Laugh Factory, <laughs> I was like, I can do this. <laughs> was, Put was me like, on. Whoa. 
It's that easy? Like, no. Get, get, get me on. But I don't know. My bit, and I, whenever I tell people this, I don't have any streaming service. Like, I don't watch any Netflix or Hulu. The most thing I'll watch is like whatever football game I can find illegally on Sunday. Is oh, run Reddit. Reddit's yeah. the best place to find it. Like, it's something I could find on Sunday. Otherwise, I'm like, everyone's like, have you seen this show? And I'm like, not at all, actually. Are you intentionally avoiding like pop culture and mainstream? At this point, it feels like it, but initially it was just like I I never got into it. Which I, it's TV. It's not that tough to get into. You have to you have to sit. You have a TV, right, Mike? Yeah, I do have a okay. TV. But I, I mean, at this point, it's I think I'm too, like too far past it at this point. So and it's like most nights I'm going out and doing Mike. So it's like I'm not gonna be able to. I, I'm not gonna start binging it now and be like I'm doing okay at comedy, but I gotta catch up on great Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones, I heard the ending was horrible. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. You're busy. I think TV's for people who aren't living life, but are watching people but, do it. <laughs> well, I don't want to say it because it also comes, it, it also helps you live life. Like being able to make small talk about something. That's the worst. Why would you want small I know, talk? I, I hate it, right? Yeah. See, now you get to have a podcast where we talk about real shit like Stuart Little. <laughs> exactly. What's like the number one thing you get small talked initiated about like a show? Other uh, than oh, jo- job stuff. It's okay. like, what do you do? I was, I was at a party a couple weeks ago and someone asked me like, what do you do for work? And I was like, it does like I'm gonna tell you electro spinning. You don't know what that means. <laughs> we could talk about horses. It's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Literally equestrian sports. Yeah. You know, people ask you that because they want to size you up. Like you just just ask me my my pay range. <laughs> like that's the best way. And you can go on glass. They go on glass ceiling and they. You know what people do? So when you put, do you have a, you have a dating profiles? Are you, are you yeah. about? Okay. So like when you put your job because this is DC, you got to put your job in your dating profile mm-hmm. or you won't get any matches. Um, when you put your job in there, people like look up the salary. I found that out. What? Oh my god! Yeah, so you put what electro spinning engineer? Well, I, I usually put uh, huge cock, <laughs> Ve- very handsome. Don't believe the pictures. <laughs> well endowed. <laughs> I was in male school for all my high school, so I have a lot of catching up to do. All boys school. <laughs> We're very competitive there. Uh, I put just like chemical engineer. Okay. Yeah. So then somebody googled you. I always get googled. People creep on my LinkedIn all the time. Like, there's nothing to see, girl. Calm down. But, wait, like people you match with. You'll see, yeah. like, also viewed your LinkedIn? Um, No, but, you know, it won't. I can't see their name because I'm not. So they'll, they'll, oh, say, you, they'll just say people have viewed, people are viewing your profile because I don't have, like, premium, premium, right? Mm-hmm. So it'll just say people are, and all of a sudden I'm like, hmm, that's weird. Like, why are people viewing my profile? I just downloaded Hinge yesterday. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. I mean, it's not a lot of people, but it's just like somebody, and it's also like verification that you're not like a murderer. Or something. What do you think is the better uh, investment, like Hinge or Bumble, like premium or Tinder premium or LinkedIn premium? <laughs> LinkedIn premier, get, get the bag, get the bag, <laughs> get the bag. Because one of them's gonna cost you money, and one of them's gonna make you money. It's true. If Listen, you're good Gary V, this is Gary V science. <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> do what you want. Don't complain. Do it and be happy. Yeah. yeah. Are you happy, it's Gary? It's like, Dad. <laughs> So I was actually talking about, I mentioned, I love how you like assume that like we're paying for these dating apps because all guys do. Uh, Yeah, I... I knew someone who did, and I was like, "That's the craziest thing I've ever heard." Who of. paid for yeah, it? Yeah, you don't like, pay. No. I, okay, I paid once. No, I'm no, lying. <laughs> I paid so much, Michael, that I got I got a settlement from Bumble. <laughs> wow. Because no, that's a that's like <laughs> it, it's like like I'm not that impressed. I'm not in play, that's a flex. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got Bumble paid me for a lawsuit that I was qual- I qualified for the settlement because I paid for Bumble Boost between a certain period, and they were like, "Oh." You and I thought it was fake. I thought it was like they want my information, they want my bank account stuff. So, so I went on Reddit. I went on like online. Is this real? People were like, yeah, is this is actual real, actually real. Because it was a random email. Mm-hmm. And then I check, and then they're like, yeah, we'll just give us your Venmo, and we'll send it to you on Venmo. Yeah, I got Venmo to settlement <laughs> from Bumble. <laughs> Good, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, shit. I don't know why I pay, man. They get me, man. 
I don't know. Maybe I just don't love myself enough. I feel like I have to pay to get to find love. But they prey on people like me, you know. The, the, the people I, I knew who did it were like, "I'm going somewhere, so I'm putting my location in this place to get ahead of the game." I was like, "Oh, the pin, they're on Bubble Passport. Like they're out here, like yeah, I guess scoping so. locations." I, I didn't realize how many suffixes were there, there were to, to Bumble. Yeah, it's it's the jargon, it's the lingo. <laughs> we gotta get you up I'm to so, speed. Yeah, I'm so behind. Breaking Bad and Bumble lingo. Those are the two. Breaking Bad. I'm the one who knocks. That's a, that's a quote from Breaking Bad. You better know. Absolutely not. Like, yeah, you got to watch it. Don't watch it though. You don't like. Don't don't do it for small talk. Do it for big talk with me. <laughs> well, the, the the thing about it that was interesting initially was that like, oh, he's a chemistry teacher, and I'm like, oh fuck, I know chemistry. Yeah, you could probably actually. There's a lot of chemical references in there. The, the I, one of my first chemistry classes in college, I remember opening up the textbook and it was just the formula for Coke, and I'm like, this is a pretty cool major. <laughs> Wait, like cocaine? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. No, Coca Cola. <laughs> That was on the next page. (laughs) They're like, don't make this. Also, this is bad. So they, they told you how to make can you you can't make was, coke right isn't homemade coke just crack from it, like, it, no it wasn't it wasn't like a, a synthesis it was just like it is a formula like okay. it is a chemical composition as all things are wow you probably did, did you take organic chemistry I did yeah did you do good in it I did okay a lot of people think uh, orgo is a lot of just memorization and it's it like I, I probably could have worked a little harder in it I think I got a, a B in it which worked a little I'm, harder past <laughs> exactly I don't know I got a like a weird gauge of like i should have been doing better but people's ics get degrees and it's true but i don't know well i know a lot of people who realize they don't want to go into medicine because of that class that's a class <laughs> that like makes or breaks people i think it's your, it's your first introduction to like this is a lot of shit and you it's important to know most of it yeah just because it's it's essentially all like reactions and you're like this reaction might happen but this same reaction might happen and nothing's changed it's just like 70% of the things made in this reaction will go to one thing and then the other 30% will go to something else. But that doesn't always hold true. So it's like you just have so many little things to remember in Orgo. But the cool thing about chemical, like chemistry majors definitely have to focus crazy hard on the technical, technical chemistry stuff. Chemical engineers can get away with it a little bit because they're thinking a little bit bigger picture versus like someone who's a chemistry major is really like detailed on all their stuff. Engineering is usually a little bit more shooting from the hip. So you can get away with like i'm estimating here a little bit more okay you can kind of like like when you're cooking i don't know you're italian right yeah okay so when you're cooking and what was the giveaway (laughs) uh jersey the last name (laughs) big nose weird (laughs) voice (laughs) you also talked about it in your set yeah yeah, yeah. i come from an italian family i was just like okay spicy white let's do this spicy white. yeah i I, i've been wanting to say this after i hear a spicy joke i don't know anyone who doesn't like spicy food whenever someone's like white people hate spicy food i'm like i I have yet to meet one. <laughs> I think it's not that white people hate spicy food. It's at the gauge. And it's also different types of like white. White is like a, as a spectrum, you know? <laughs> so everything is now. That's everything what I've heard. now. Literally, it's, you know, what's your type? You could say like Eastern Europeans are also white, but mm-hmm. I feel like they, um, I don't know about Eastern European food, but I know Italian food is like a little more spicy. Like there's like mm. more of like a kick. Yeah. You know, it's like more Mediterranean, but then like in England, they'll have like boiled potatoes and like <laughs> chicken what, breasts. What's, my, my, my dad's side is the Italian one. My mom's side is like Irish Catholic. Okay. So, so like my dad's always the cook and my mom would be like a piece of turkey in the face. Like, go get him <laughs> champ. So. I would, I think that's a good arrangement to have. Um, but uh, that's, so you're half Irish, half Irish. Half yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just Europe. Exactly. Not that exciting. So um, that's dope, though. So like, yeah. So the spectrum of of of, of white is, is like you know Italian, 
and you know i think you start off with like Nor- norwegian i think norwegian uh, is, is yeah any like nordic like the swedes literally Switzerland, yeah and then you go make your way all the way down to like maybe like banish mm-hmm. like spain portugal italy what else is there bosnia maybe eastern europe yeah i i one of my my coworkers is a bulgarian guy and it's like y- you forget that that's also europe because you usually just keep it to like that's like the border of europe so, yeah that's the el paso of europe well okay because <laughs> the el paso of europe <laughs> literally like the like you're almost in like you're you're in what, europe but like the border's right there once you're starting to surround former soviet union places you're like i don't know what i'm in anymore yeah is this the middle east well, bulgaria <laughs> wasn't i have to say it's all the bulgarians listening i know you were oh, not it wasn't the, it was it was always like it, an independent nation yeah yeah, okay. yeah that was still had communism in it but was never part of the soviet union okay it wasn't like part of former yugoslavia and like right right right, right. yeah they were like one of the few that were able to not be roped in i think i have that right okay yeah you, you know you know your geopolitics only because i talk about it with my bulgarian co-worker okay <laughs> yeah i know bulgaria is near turkey mm. i've been to turkey um the, just istanbul or the places istanbul, just is, istanbul yeah. yeah um just istanbul mm. I, I did not leave the city limits <laughs> I was, it was i was on parole i couldn't i was on, <laughs> I was on turkish parole i was like only istanbul uh, I don't know why I didn't leave. I think Istanbul's a very big city, though, so you can mm-hmm. do a lot. I was there for two weeks, so. How did you get on Turkish parole? Oh, I was joking about that. Fuck. That was good. <laughs> you could have had me for another three hours. <laughs> you can't leave the city limits. It's like, wow, no way. You actually believe that? I should be like, what's a job where you lie and, and, and it works in your favor? Like, politics. I could be a politician. <laughs> a man. A man. <laughs> Being a man. Literally, that's all I do. I'm just dishonest and I see how it works. A comedian, too. That's also good for it. That's a, a comedian. You lie a lot, Michael? Uh, it's usually a lot of jokes are like one bit of truth that gets it going, but you just start extrapolating okay. from there. So you just exaggerate the situation? like A, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there are a lot of people who do story jokes well and all of it is you know a little bit of fluff but it's mainly true i feel like i'm not that exciting but i could i can make up crazy stuff so i think you're pretty i mean i don't know i wouldn't invite you here if you weren't interesting and exciting oh, michael stop it continue but you're stop blushing. it <laughs> blushing. I, don't, I don't hide it well listen i chased you for three months <laughs> <laughs> i was like we gotta get i saw you the first time i saw you i was like he's got something oh my god that's i was like thing anyone said he has that hit factor you have that like the timing and like it's also an energy thing in comedy, right? It's mm-hmm. like, there's like the unspoken factor that it's like, your jokes can be really funny, but you could just be like, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Like I was just distracted, but then you're engaging. Yeah. Maybe it's the voice. I, I feel like I've, I've, the one thing I am trying to work on more is a little bit more crowd. I guess crowd work, right? When people talk about crowd work, it's you'll ask the audience, you'll see if you can come up with something off the cuff. And this is still, I guess, maybe like a newer comic in me that I feel like, I feel like I'm so focused on like, I have to work on these jokes and get them to the spot. I forget to be like, people are here you know for, for some personal experience too like if you're able to talk to someone and make their experience funny it heightens the whole thing so sometimes I, and maybe it's because i'm so new i forget that like this isn't just about me i have to do something for someone watching as well oh, so it's like service to the community i mean smile. it's more to feed my ego at the end of the day if they, i get a bigger <laughs> laugh i'm happy but <laughs> the bigger the laugh the bigger the you know when you kill you have like a certain energy you go home with right yeah yeah and it's the same not the same energy but you have a total vibe when you bomb too like i i didn't do well on a, a set i drove like an hour to like monday or last monday or something and i just had an hour ride home in the dark and you're just you're not allowed to have like average thoughts at 10 
10 p.m. after a bomb. You have to go existential at yeah. that point. Did you just like relive the experience? And they... I'm being like, why was I? That's so funny in my head. And you're trying to be each person listening to you. Yeah. And I record most of my sets and I'm listening. And you're, I mean, you're in the podcast space. You're always talking to people. Have, do you get used to the sound of your own voice? At first, it was it was daunting. It yeah. was really I couldn't wear headphones. I was like I considered not wearing them. I was just like, why did I just talk? But now I'm like I like it. You mm. know, you get to a space where it's like I like I'm doing this is fun. I'm hearing mm. my voice. I'm hearing her voice. So you come to love it. You just got to keep pushing at it. Yeah, you, know, you can't just accept the insecurities because they're coming from somewhere. It's it's like looking in the mirror before you go out and you're like I look good, and then you see a picture and you're like what the fuck? <laughs> Literally, happened? and you just beat yourself up. Yeah, we gotta love ourselves more, Michael. Do you feel like a lot of the self critique the being hard on yourself comes from a deeper place that you want to talk about <laughs> right <laughs> i just immediately start bawling you're like oh my god what are you insured with blue cross i'll take your blue cross. <laughs> <laughs> uh do i think it comes from anything because uh, i know for good. me mm-hmm. um you know i struggled with like just like self-acceptance at times you know like we mm-hmm. all have where i feel like we live in a culture that's very, very self deprecating we kind of like to beat ourselves up yeah so like when when i yeah I, was, I would struggle with that so like that's like me not liking the sound of my voice i was like does that come from me not loving myself mm-hmm. so like i was connecting dots yeah but like i feel like a lot of us in like entertainment or like in like the space of like you know when you're doing fun things for a living i don't know i don't want to call it entertainment because we're not here for people's entertainment we're here for us okay yeah yeah, yeah. we're not jesters yeah, whoever's keep... listening get off right now <laughs> yeah. no we're, this is not just, sorry that was a joke <laughs> <laughs> no, get off. Michael wasn't joking. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like creating a line between getting validation from people and getting validation from yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, I was very like, I have to say this to get a big laugh so I feel good about myself. And it's slowly becoming like, I enjoy the act of, or the process of writing a joke to like completion, like with a nice tight punchline that whether it gets a laugh or not, or a big laugh or not, I'm a little bit less worried about now, just because I'm like, all right, I know that that was a pretty solid put together. I don't know if I do a ton of self-deprecating stuff because I know, and I, I don't mean this as like, like people always use this, but I, a lot of people will use it as a point to get a laugh and it's like trying to branch away from it a little bit because yeah. I want to try and hit something a little different. Yeah, I don't think you, I didn't recognize any self-deprecation mm. in your in your comedy, but like I know some people use it as a crutch. It, it, it's right. If you end up doing it too much, you'll just let yourself get pushed around. Yeah. Which I totally like. You'll start believing it now. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want to maintain the level of respect, skillful talent. Mm-hmm. So in comedy, um, you obviously want to do it full time, right? Eventually. I, yeah, I think get to that point would be would be cool. Would be the, the like the, the pinnacle. Do you want to like, like, do you see yourself doing, like, sitcoms? Do you see yourself doing, like, stand-up specials? Like, the Mike uh, Pilata uh, show? <laughs> um, I, as of right now, I just love just love writing the jokes and getting them to work on stage. If it turns into something big, if people want you, people were to want me on a show. This is weird to talk about They'll want now. you on a show. But I, I just love working it out on stage so much. One thing, because because I, I live alone out... I, do you live alone here, too? Yeah. Do I, and well, I live with a mouse now, apparently. <laughs> So they started charging him rent. Roger Little. It's his cousin. <laughs> he's, he's tatted up. He's like, this is my house now. I can hear him bench pressing at night. I'm like, shut up, Roger. The fridge is like moving. You're like, oh shit, he's strong. <laughs> Who careful? There's Tupperware in there. <laughs> Leftovers. Uh, um... But but the the like the living alone thing I just like getting out in front of people and it's cool because a lot of people are like if you live alone you're weird and that might happen like I'm probably one long weekend alone away from building model trains but <laughs> <laughs> with your conductor hat and your overalls <laughs> <Wee>. <laughs> from from just having way too look much. at the tunnel look at the tunnel like, 
but but I just like it's so fun to to get out and actually start to be like, all right, if I have a funny thought in my head, maybe I can make this presentable to someone. And I just love getting to do that more and more. If it turns into something that's on TV at some point, that would be dope. But I think to just travel a little bit, and it seems like a big risk. And I feel like I'd be willing to try it. Like I'm slowly but surely getting to that point where I'm like, I want to just fucking give it a go. Um, but I also have the idea in my head that's like you can be stable for a little bit, you know, fire a full-time job and trying to keep decent mental and physical health and doing comedy as full-time as you can. That's success, dude. That's pretty successful. But but yeah, at that, like, while I still have the energy to do a number of things like that, I'm going to try and hit it, you know, full cylinders. Whatever the right analogy is, I don't know. Full cylinders sounds like a mechanical, (laughs) like an engineering reference. Sounds like a car. I don't know anything about cars. That's the other thing. I know they have cylinders, though. (laughs) They've got a couple, and, like, depending on how much they have, how many? I think you have fluid in the cylinder, and then it smushes it down and that's how it explodes and your your car goes is that what happens i think so that's right it it's right, it, like a piston comes in and out in a chamber and when it comes up gasoline gets put in there and when the piston comes back down it pushes it i guess into whatever ignites the gas into fuel so how does my bluetooth connect oh i'm electrical stuff blows my mind i don't understand a lick of it yeah that's that's a different i don't I don't even have a car, honestly. I'm, I'm carless. That's just, so you don't have to think about it. That's no, awesome. I think about my bike, bike chains. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Ding, ding. See me coming down with my basket. <laughs> Do you have a basket on your bike? No. Oh, okay. But I should. I can't believe you lied to me like that. <laughs> I did lie. But you I had to, you but bring I me into your home and you lie to me <laughs> about <laughs> Turkish probation. <and laughs> I got Turkish parole, bro. <laughs> For riding a bike with a basket. <laughs> yes. That is not allowed in, in certain uh, uh, precincts. The church talking about like electrical stuff and Turkish people. One of my friends from college who worked on me with my senior design project was a brilliant like Turkish electrical engineer and like watching him do all this automation on our project. I like no clue what he was doing, but he made it work. Like, wow, that side of things is insane to me. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we still don't know how electricity works. Is that true? Like we don't know what it is. I do. I don't. (laughs) I mean, do they even know? They just know like the cord, it goes in the electric, like what's that blue thing? What's the blue thing that, that that's in the, the, like, the tooth? The, the, no, <laughs> the blue teeth, blue veneers. <laughs> uh, the blue, like like why is electricity blue? Like it looks so. It looks, so, you know. so the idea of like, of like color, I get, is it's just like electrons when they drop an energy level, they let we see energy in different levels, right? It's like a rainbow, right? So like oh. red is the whatever it is lowest like the prism, like lo- the, lowest frequency, highest wavelength or something, and it's just the way you perceive it is red. So right, infrared versus ultraviolet ultraviolet is really high frequency infrared is really low frequency so that's why you need all the specialty equipment to see it wow so infrared and ultraviolet are just the steps right outside of the rainbow right like if you think of it like a prism. No way. The rainbow. Wow. On, on a spectrum. On a spectrum. Exactly. Just like the sexuality, LG- ladies and exactly. gentlemen. Exactly. Wait, but is, is, <laughs> is blue on the on the LGBTQ uh, flag? Are the ultraviolet and nonviolent colors? We can't see them. That's the thing. But wow. we have to be aware of them. That's kind of like kind of like being an ally. Exactly. Yeah. Which I am. Oh, I'm, I'm a hell ally. I used to go to Charlotte Pride when I lived in North Carolina. Mm. Uh, But yeah, like, it's just like the LGBTQ community is just more informed on like safe sex. Mm -hmm. And like, they're just more cautious than straight people just really be doing the most sometimes. It's something about about the risk. I think people like where you're like, this could go so poorly and that's so hot. Oh my God. I think they love that part. Like the, the damn, I could have to pay child support for 18 years (laughs) potentially, or I could die. For dudes, it's like the fact that I'm not using my hands is insane. (laughs) 
<laughs> Anytime I can come without using my hands is that's why I love wet dreams. Is what I'm trying to get. At. Yo, wet dreams are like honestly like a godsend. That's that is like, <laughs> that's how I know God is real because <laughs> I don't have to touch anything. It's just automatic. It's like a soap dispenser. You know? What you, oh my god! Yeah, you, you ever go to the bathroom and like a nice restaurant and they have a, you just put your hand in <laughs> a nice motion sensor. Yeah, it's the motion sensor. <laughs> that's what a wet dream. Is. That's what it is. You put your hand in. You don't touch it. You just boom. I wish you wrote more science books. I think we'd finally have more people in STEM. Listen, I could listen. If I wrote science books, we'd be light. We'd be light years. Ahead. I have chapters on bonobos. We have. I have a book on gynecology. <laughs> No, specific and then you bridge the two chapters bridge, like, bonobo I know so much about bonobo pussy it's insane <laughs> Jane Goodall's got nothing on affairs Jane who? listen Jane Goodall she taught monkeys how to how to write right or like talk yeah yeah isn't that crazy there's monkeys that can talk there's monkeys that can insult you that was uh, Coco was the one who could, who could do sign language yeah That's, Coco was a demon because yeah he was a beast. He could like sign. He could talk to you. I'm like he was a gorilla, but like, but do you mean like like he could roast you too? <laughs> he could like in a rap battle. You never, you stood no chance against the Coco. Uh, fucking, there was a. It's a video of a Waka Flocka at a concert, and he has this uh, a person doing sign language there. I saw that. And he goes up to her because he thinks she's dancing, and he just starts <laughs> vibing with her. That video is so good. The, the fact that they they have sign, which is awesome at rap concerts, but like it's so cool to see how that's translated translated into something like rap like, mm. like the emotions like uh, uh, uh. like she was crumping yeah i saw somebody crumping <laughs> was, i was at a, a dead and company concert right like the Dave, grateful dead band and they're people signing songs one john mayer will go on like 10 minute guitar solo so they're just like vibing out too when they sign they also dance and it looks like they're just on like heroin <laughs> <laughs> they're like doing a little heroin dance the whole the whole heroin dance. I was in like the pit, so everyone's tripping out, and and the top half is heroin, but the bottom half is cocaine. Like the legs are moving <laughs> fast, but the body's very loopy. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's like a little two step. It's like, like, like a sway. There's a sway, right? I gotta read the manual for next time. <laughs> do you dance, Michael? Are you a dancer? Uh, like like traditionally, no. Do I sometimes just try you yeah, your yeah, arms yeah. sometimes did, did i look up how to dougie when i was in high school maybe <laughs> you come up as somebody who could like like was like a part of a hip-hop troupe like in high school no i'm always impressed by people who are good at good at dancing though like, yeah you ever I, broke, you ever break dance or anything like that like ironically is yeah. it break dance or broke dance <laughs> have broke past participle yeah what's the grammar? i will have broken dancing <laughs> by the time this podcast airs i will break it my dance <laughs> no i i like dudes who got into like heavy like break dancing always seem like the coolest guys they're yeah. like in the event you need someone to spin on their head you're like i don't know when but i i got you and they always had like the perfect opportunity for it like, like oh oh bring bring charles come on and then the charles would do like his little routine it was always the worm the spinning the thing and you know that thing where like they're kind of off the ground with their hands and one arm's like yeah that. yeah and their legs are kind of twisted and they're like uh, and they go up and they, uh, they end with that like the, they do a little the peace sign it's like what's up the, the people who, who like judge dance competitions like I and right they, they have the eye for it because they've been doing it I don't I'm like that was great and then someone will do something else I'm like so was that like how do you pick it's like picking between your children <laughs> like both of you stop dancing <laughs> 
Get out of my house. You're not my kids. I don't know you. <laughs> Gosh. Stop calling me dad. Do you want to be a father one day, Michael? Yeah, I think that's the plan. Yeah, that's that's, that's the goal. Get married, have children. Would you put your kids in Catholic school or like? Uh, may, that that's a. I don't know. That's a, that's a question I need another existential crisis for. You need another one of them. Because <laughs> you said you're you're Muslim, and I and I totally don't like. I'm again not against raising people in a religion because people totally bash the fact that it gives values sometimes, which it become important when you're. An Honestly, adult. the idea of a higher power has kept me sane. Yeah. In a lot of situations where you're like, this is, I'll be okay. Yeah. I'm getting $200 when I pass go. <laughs> <laughs> My God's the Monopoly man. I forgot to, <laughs> I forgot to say he that. He was a top hat. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big free market guy. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism is great. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to die. And then the invisible hand is just going to take me into the sky. It's called laissez-faire. <laughs> laissez-faire. You know, Adam Smith. I, uh, there was a, a, a French woman who I used to work with and I would just start to ask about the French revolution because I'm and she's like, no, I don't know anything. It was in 1780. What do you mean? <laughs> How old do you think I am? I'm like, what? You didn't know Robespierre? <laughs> you didn't watch uh, Le Miserables? Little Miserables? <laughs> of all the white shit, you're like, you guys like the Miserables? <laughs> I saw that movie with my sister because she I think she read the book. It was not a. I thought oh, it like was, the Hugh Jackman. Uh, yeah, and Hathaway. I don't know. I thought I I couldn't keep track of this. I didn't know what they were saying in the songs. Mm. So the dialogue was lost to me because like they were singing everything, right, and I was like, yeah, like what's that word? What do they? What? What? Because you know when you're listening to a song, you don't know what they're saying. It's just melody. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was to me. <laughs> I had I needed subtitles. That that's one of those. If you see it as like a play, and like the playbook is great because they're like Act One. This is what's happening, and yeah. you're able to be like, oh, he stole bread, and now he's in jail, which is another non-violent crime offense. Was Jean a, Valjean was the the OG. If only Hugh Jackman had EBT. Was that the guy who stole uh, who stole bread? Jean Valjean. Yeah, yeah. he's the, yeah he's the uh, like the, the story is based around him and okay. his orphan daughter Colette. Okay, so he steals the bread. Yeah, that's like early, and then okay. there's like a time skip somewhere. There's like an anime now. <laughs> there's a time skip. <laughs> his dad turns out to be a former Hokage, <laughs> and, <you're> like, <laughs> and then Hitachi comes out. And <laughs> Uh, uh, and then Jean Valjean was being chased by, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember, like a, a cop who, who initially got him for the bread. And then later in the story, they like work together as a team. And then Jean Valjean reveals like, Hey, I was the guy you put away years ago. And then some other crazy shit, spoiler alert. It's been about 200 years. So I hope (laughs) (laughs) the the cop ends up killing himself because he's like, I can't, I don't like, I'm going through a moral quandary because this guy's a criminal, but I, he helped save my life. So what do you do? And also, like, you know, if you're going to arrest somebody during the French Revolution, you're just a huge narc, and, you know, <laughs> to the guillotine. Yeah, exactly. You think that's coming back sometimes? You think we're starting to approach too much aristocrats? I think, oh, yeah, definitely. Jeff Bezos. I'm just surprised that these rich people are really loud and proud about their wealth. And, like, we know their net worth. They're not scared they, of anything. Yeah, you think they could, you need someone who's got totally good morals. Because I feel like they they could just pay people off at this point to be like, yeah, but, hey, don't kill me. But if shit hits the fan, right? If we get, like, the, what everyone thought was going to happen during COVID. You know, eat the rich, all that. Mm. You know, we didn't eat anything. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so we, I'm very hungry. I'm very hungry, guys. He just went to space. So we still didn't need him. But, uh, yeah, it's just, like, I think that it's, it's going to happen. I think ultimately like in every society in history mm-hmm. like when people get too rich there has to be a leveling out i don't think it's going to be like a revolution or like chaos yeah but i think it's going to be like some sort of like distribution of wealth yeah like ubi yeah you think that's going to be the one i i know everyone everyone talks about it from like the inflation standpoint now again i have like no political affiliation what the funny thing about being in like a, a science community is if if like you're too progressive you, your ideas end up being at least like on the science
finance end of things like too crazy to get that much funding because people like that'll that, that's too much and oh, then if really? you're too right wing it's like we don't need to put anything towards it so now you're just in this weird middle so ground people are like, doing studies based on like their political beliefs so a lot of people don't want to admit that sometimes there is some bias that goes into scientific studies but it ends up being like like people will read one paper that has a scientific label and assume it to be completely true and it's like the people don't properly vet like a science paper right like something mm. on I don't know whether it be just like a study you could do in a lab you might just make a conclusion that isn't true because you didn't test all the variables or something so you scale that up and you add politics into it it becomes so very easy to you know pull whatever pull the wool over people's eyes so you basically you kind of already know what the finding you want to have and you want to build up to that so you're like i want to prove that it's almost like if, if you want frogs to are gay <laughs> that's actually like a great as funny as it is that's a great example like if you want to at this point you could google whatever you want and it will you can search through 10 pages and find find a headline that says what you want you want to be like milk doesn't give me diarrhea every day you'll be like yeah, there it is it says it yeah like, look at the article i know i've totally done that and i've felt special i mm. felt like comfort when you google something and you find out you're right it's like weird, weird. i googled am i right and i was <laughs> it's crazy yes. i've noticed that with living alone too like i think this at some point means yeah you got a good head somewhere where you have an opinion and you're like hold on like let me make sure that i'm totally seeing the full picture here that's that's the idea at least hopefully i'm figuring that out yeah getting you want to get out of your head i think mm -hmm. living alone can sometimes it's like it can get lonely but mm -hmm. also you don't want to live with people you know <laughs> yeah, right i want you know i can't live with you can't live without you i feel like there's a song like that mm -hmm. once i ran to you now i run from you no that's soft cell tainted love that's not the same reference did you hear that that's probably the mouse <laughs> do you give him a mic too <laughs> I, yeah he's also on the he's a producer he does the sponsors yeah <laughs> he's Blue like apron he's gonna be like cheese again <laughs> for no particular reason craft cheese <laughs> I found out that craft cheese isn't eat, American cheese isn't eat actually cheese. Did you know that? It's like a chemical byproduct. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a study on that too. So do you live alone by choice or? Just, yeah. When I was in upstate New York. You're not on parole or anything like that. Turkish <laughs> no. parole. Well, what did I ask you though? Why do you live alone? Oh, I, <laughs> the second time you yeah, asked, much more abrasive. So no wife, huh? Hmm. Interesting. Are you a frog? Huh. Are you Michael. <laughs> when I moved to, to upstate New York, it was like, I didn't, one, I didn't know anyone going up there and they were definitely way less like like facebook posts about being like i'm looking for roommates and corning but uh rent up there is so cheap because it's there's so much like space to live up there so yeah it wasn't like a total financial burden to do it and then i bought that's actually a great thing about people shit on baltimore like cost of living is not crazy high and if, if you're just you know smart about what you do like just don't go get crabs too often <laughs> don't get don't get food drunk on crabs every now and then <laughs> um and i sort of just i did it in new, new york and when i moved to baltimore more i didn't know anyone down here so i was like i don't mind doing it i've already done it for a little bit and again it if i do think i'm supposed to be going outside and meeting people this is a good way to force me to do it otherwise i'll just like put myself on a roommate or something and be like let's hang out every single day yeah buddies we're more like brothers huh yeah. like, I, just, I, I just met you on facebook dude. yeah it's like no we're just we're trying to make life easier for each other i got right us now. matching onesies come on <laughs> how do you feel about pillow fights <laughs> on the spectrum are you Stuart little or big bird what do we feel <laughs> 
I think I'm more of a snuffle up. I'm a telly, a telly from Sesame <laughs> tell- Street. Oh, they meant a telly tubby. No, a, a telly. Oh, you could be that as well. I'm a Tinky Winky, but Telly was a character from Sesame Street. He liked triangles. When was the last time you watched? What season are you up to? Like right before you came here. <laughs> I was oh, shit. I was watching Gordon make a speech about how to clean your room. And, and I, your place is very nice, very nice, very clean. Thank you, man. I, I can't. Gordon. <laughs> Gordon taught me all I know. This ain't no Oscar household. You know, we keep it. We, we keep it. Elmo's world that's right he's got it he's got a pretty he's got a rough landlord yeah he's got a rough landlord (laughs) new york city trash department justice for oscar man (laughs) get him out of that hole homelessness is a big problem man in in, in america (laughs) what 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 street is sesame street supposed to or what is it it's not an actual street in new york i've never been i've been in new york but i haven't been enough to know the (laughs) it's about detroit (laughs) yeah Sesame Street's probably. I think it's like Queens. No, it have to look more urban. They had the stoops. Probably Brooklyn. Something like that. My yeah. dad. My dad's oh, Queens yeah. Italian, which is just Italian American. Queens Italian. Is your so it was is your dad's dad from Italy? Like is your no, one more? So great grandfather. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So have you ever met your great grandparents, the Italian ones? No, 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 no. Okay, that's that's pretty cool. You know what part of Italy they're from? <laughs> to be honest, I think what and if you split my grandma and grandpa, I think Sicilian and then somewhere else. Okay. I don't know Sicily. I, I I know nothing. My dad knows a lot of like the genealogy side of things, and I was just like, "That's why you do that." Gosh, dad, I'm trying it's to make his, it in comedy here. It's his model train. I don't know. <laughs> genealogy is pretty interesting because mm. you get to see. You know, if you're Sicilian, you probably have like a lot of like a mix of things. Because I know Sicily, mm. Sicily was like probably got like African, probably got. I love like the people going on to 23 and Me to be like, "Come on, do I got yeah. any? Like, let me see." One percent Nigerian. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I like my my vocab is so much more colorful yeah. now and you're like oh my god <laughs> it's like listen you carry your like 23 me paperwork around <laughs> everywhere <laughs> It's like, it's like, let me show him. Let me show him. That sounds like it's a great... I feel like it already is a skit, but someone being like, no, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I have it with me right here. So I'm verified. Blue check mark. What are Blue you going to say? Blue check um, But yeah, genealogy is interesting. Mm-hmm. Have you never been to Italy? You never tried to uh, I, I've been there once and I did just like tour stuff. I would in okay. Rome. Did you, would you tell people like, yeah, I'm actually Italian. You're like, no, you're not. Get out of here. I, I guess... I can sort of pull the look because of just like sh- thick, straight, dark hair. Yeah. But once they hear me talk and they're like, no, you're, <laughs> they're like, we have a ton of Jersey Guidos. All right. I don't uh, want to see you. Do they have a name for these call you guys Jersey Guidos? Or? No, they don't say They were very nice there. Okay. <laughs> that was one of those self deprecating. I'm like, they yeah. hate me here. <laughs> that was a, that was anxiety coming out. Like, Stop. What are you, what are you saying? They, they wouldn't even speak English to me. That's how they say they hated me. My, my brother and I went to a bar when we were there and we tried, like we said hello in Italian and then the woman started speaking Italian back to us and in that moment we're like, oh, we're done. This is the most we know. <laughs> we're like, can we get a drink? And she's like, fine, yeah. It's like, I got excited for a little. What's hello in Italian? Molto bene. No, I don't know what it is. <laughs> you forgot it? It's like, this is that one instance. <laughs> yeah, like actually, it might be just be like a oh, hello, ben, right? Ben sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's <laughs> you're gonna be like hola. It's not hola. It's a um, Latin derivative yeah, or something. It's it's uh, Italy seems like a fun place. I gotta visit, mm-hmm. but I don't want to keep you too long. I know you got work. In oh, the- I got a. I already told them the the mic I was going to. I was gonna be a little late. So oh, what time is your mic? It was. It's at eight, but I said I was gonna be late. Oh, so is we're it now? Good. Oh crap. Okay, is it close by? Yeah, I think it's in Adams Morgan. Okay, so you could you could head right there. Yeah, so no, I mean I'm all I'm all good. If we got won't, any other topics we want to touch on, I'm all um, about it. You got to be like, what do you think about the Cold War? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the uh, Bolshevik Revolution? The, Bol- <laughs> the Bolsheviks? Oh the- my! It's, I I've started to. Funny enough, I started to to jump 
and read a little bit more Russian stuff, mainly just Dostoevsky, because uh, I love Norm MacDonald, and he's one of my favorites. And he was a big proponent of, like, the Russian literature. Yeah. I'm trying to, because I was supposed to read it in high school, and I didn't. And in this new kick, I'm like, maybe there's something to it. And it's actually helped to write, like, sort of interesting jokes. This is, <laughs> to bring it back to comedy, because a lot of, right, and it's tough, because people want to hear sort of, obviously, about modern stuff. But, like, trying to take what they did back then as, like, the norm and apply it, like, it makes a very weird sort of contrast. Like I was reading this book and they're detailing a family watching like a public execution. And I'm like, right, that's like a horrific scene. But then yeah. you think about it, you're like, that was that was Saturday for them. Wow. You're, they're, they're like, grab the kids. Let's go. <laughs> like, that's Yay. what they used to do. Now we just we just watch it on TV. But back then, they're like, <laughs> I live stream it <laughs> like yeah. on Facebook Live. Justin TV. Yeah. <laughs> But, but it's been, I don't know, in, in, talking about the Bolsheviks is funny because all of like late 1800s Russia feels like part of America now. They're like, it, they're parts that feel really analogous because it's like a lot of like young Russians in the book are like denouncing any faith that they have because they're like, morally, I just know I'm a good person. Yeah. And that's like what crime and punishment comes down to is it's this guy kills a lady and he's like, that's fine. She was a terrible person and I'm a good guy. And then his whole book is about his anguish and they're like, all right, maybe Maybe, there's, maybe I'm not such a good person. I can't just justify this shit. Exactly. And it feels like, it's funny, like that was a thousand years ago and you're like, I feel like I know this guy and then I can't relate to anyone I know. <laughs> wow. If you think about it, no one lives past a hundred. So we're all relearning the same things every generation. Because mm. like the wisdom is like, it stops unless you learn from the past. But like, what we're experiencing. I mean, I'm pretty sure people in Russia had podcasts and they did comedy, <laughs> you know, or in, in some form. They had gestures, right? They, that was their comedians. There was a, a comic I was listening to. He's a, a New York guy, this guy, Sam Morell. He was like reading about the Greeks when they would do comedy. And even back then, people were upset when they'd make a bad joke or something. Like you could offend people back then. And it's wow. like all the men want yeah, to go to war. the king would kill you. <laughs> it's like all the men want to go to war because they can't stand their wives. And it's like, <laughs> I heard that joke in the 70s. <laughs> Some like Greek Rodney Dangerfield back then. Wow, sitting in the in the little coliseum, like. <laughs> so anybody here who here is single? <laughs> <laughs> who here is polyamorous? Let me get get a big crowd. Yeah, the Greeks were definitely pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> who here is not a pedophile? Boo! Hack! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Who here is not a pedophile? Yeah, that, that's the question you have to ask. <laughs> How times have changed, really. <laughs> Things are different now, but I think we covered it, man. I don't want to keep you from your, your gig. No, no, you're all, it's just, just an open mic. Just oh, it's just an open mic. Yeah, w yeah. Which location is it at? Uh, I got to look that up, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, like you should shout out your Instagram and shout out your... Uh, 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 champagne Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Drake has enough followers. I'm trying to help him out. <laughs> just follow him. <laughs> Yeah, Twitter. So Shit. Instagram is just at Mike Pallotta. It's M I K E P A L L O T T A underscore. It's it's public. They, people told me I had to make it public and add comedian, and I've done none of those things. So <laughs> you you are lucky that you have Mike Pallotta. You are you buy that off somebody? No, no. The underscore I think for some reason okay did it. I played around with my underscore. I've done so much. <laughs> I've done so much. Now it's just Flores Gump. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I do like that. Uh, but it's 85. I had to add, and, you know, so it's not like... If Florist Gump was already taken, it's yeah. some flower shop somewhere. Like, you think God you're damn. original until the internet comes around. and <laughs> Some flower shop, exactly. 
in like Corning. <laughs> if there's a, a flower shop in Corning with that, I can, I'll hook you up. I'll help you out. Talk to them. I'll if, buy it's, it. <laughs> if it's uh, Florist Gump 84, we're going to start getting you down the list. That Listen. sounds like a great plot. Like <laughs> We just we cross them out. I buy every single one until it's just Florist Gump. It's, it's just a hit list of people. <laughs> Where do we go? Where do we go next? Um, but Mike Pilata is an amazing comedian. Follow him. Go see him. Let's make his dream quitting his full-time job. Oh being a professional comedian, you know, full-time, getting your accolades, your money, you know, we're trying to get your money up, Michael. <laughs> and we want you to, you know, do what you love for life. That's oh, why man. we're here. This is great. This is a podcast virginity, everyone. I'm going to be sore tomorrow. And it's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole, this, this is dope, Ferris. Thank you so much for having me, man. Yes. Thank you for letting us break your, your podcast, Hyman. And <laughs> we'll love to have you on. Good luck at your open mic. Thank you so much, Michael. Oh, we're doing noises now. <laughs>